welcome back to Classical Christian Virtues. I'm your host, Dr. Timothy Dernlin, as we journey together toward the good life by cultivating virtue and resisting vice one week at a time. The companion book to this podcast is also entitled Classical Christian Virtues. You can pick that up at Amazon.com or you can get more information at TimDernlin.com. If you head over there, please do leave me a message. I like reading those each week. Finally, Subscribe to this podcast, give it a five-star rating, pass it on to a friend, and we'll build this classical Christian virtues community together. Love you all. Let's get started. The journalist Robert Maynard is famous for saying, Human rights rest on human dignity. The dignity of a man is an ideal worth fighting for and worth dying for. Dignity certainly is tied with human rights, but more importantly, it's tied with the imago dei, that we are all created in the very image of God, that God, when he created us, stamped his very image on us. Dignity is the formal reservation or seriousness of manner and appearance or language reflecting worth or quality of being. The fact that we're created in the image of God is a deep and often forgotten theological truth that is overlooked in the busy life today. Without this idea, dignity cannot be achieved. John 13 is often referred to when we talk about service and servant leadership. However, there is also great dignity in the actions and words of Jesus Christ even in the lowly act of washing the feet of his followers. This passage also shows the dignity Jesus bestows on his followers. Let's take a look at that passage in John 13, 12 through 27. We read, When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher, And Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash the feet of one another. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So Jesus is teaching us to be servants of others because of the dignity and worth that they contain. We also see this in the third chapter of Galatians when Paul commands us that there's no distinction between human life, that There's not a difference between Jew or Greek or slave or free or male or female, but we're all one in Jesus Christ. When we've been adopted into the family of Jesus Christ, we have a unity. And therefore, there's really only two races seen in the Bible, the race of God's people and the race of not God's people. So the race of the first Adam, the fallen Adam, Uh, who is stuck in sin, and the race of the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who is that perfection of humanity. 
So in these troubling times that uh, race seems to be such a stumbling block, it's good to be reminded that just like the penny has an imprint of Abraham Lincoln, it's a representation of Abraham Lincoln. We have the imprint of Jesus Christ on ourselves. So when we're commanded to render under Caesar that which is Caesar's and under God that which is God's, sure, give Caesar our money when we're commanded to do that, but that has the stamp of Caesar on it or the stamp of an American president or whoever, uh, whatever leader is stamped on money, but stamped on our very lives and on our souls is the image of, of God and we need to give our whole lives to Him and therefore treat others with that due respect that they have because they have the stamp of God Himself on them, um, no matter who they are. The fact that they're created humans, we see that they're in the image of God. So we are looking at the uh, virtue of dignity, but also let's look at the vices of dignity if we have a deficiency of dignity, there's debasement. And uh, debasement is the degradation or reduction in quality, usually in relation to that of moral character or humanity. So when we have a deficiency of dignity, it affects the view of ourselves and the view of others and affects our, our actions toward each other. Romans 1, 28 speaks of this when it says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to the debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Romans 1, 28. So we need to be careful that we constantly seek dignity and worth toward God, toward ourselves, toward others. But if we overvalue ourselves and think too highly of ourselves, we have an excess of dignity, which is gloating, and that stems from the vice of pride. So the vice of gloating is dwelling on one's own success or another's misfortune with smugness or malignant pleasure. We're all tempted and different ways or given different circumstances. So we, when we look at others with gloating or with pride or view ourselves in that way, um, we really are falling into the ultimate vice of pride that gives root to all other vices. So the vice of excess is gloating. Proverbs twenty-eight seventeen talks of gloating when it says, Do not gloat when your enemies fall. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. Let's look out for that in our own lives, whether it's in the political world or business world or any other realm. When someone who's at odds with us falls or stumbles, let's not rejoice, but instead go to prayer for them. After all, be reminded that your enemies are also made in the image of God. So dwell on what is true what is good, what is beautiful, and whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, of good report. Think on these things. 
It's from Philippians 4.8. And as we wrap up this brief reflection on dignity, I can't help but bring up the song Dignity by Bob Dylan. He did win the Nobel Prize for Literature. He's a poet and a great American songwriter. He has a song called Dignity where he's searching high, searching low, searching everywhere he goes for dignity. He mentions that there was a murder on New Year's Eve and dignity was the first to leave. And there's lots of uh, neat references to dignity and just the difficulty that we have in daily life in finding dignity and, and uh, cultivating that virtue. Let's make this practical. When do you find yourself gloating? When do you find yourself being debased? When do you show dignity? Are there certain people in your life who cultivate that dignity in you and encourage you in that? Or certain folks or people that you have trouble showing dignity to? I want to be a person of dignity, and I know you do too. Let's take action on that this week. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can help build this community by subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with a friend, giving it a five-star rating, or writing a comment or review below. All four of those things really, really help. If you'd like to go deeper into this study, you can pick up Classical Christian Virtues at Amazon.com and follow along with us, answer the additional questions in your book, and dive a little deeper. While you're at it, you can pick up a copy for a friend. If you'd like to contact me directly, please go to timdernland.com and shoot me a message. I'd really like to hear from you. Until next time, may God the Father bless you and the Holy Spirit guide you. You strive to live like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by resisting vice and cultivating virtue for the good of others and the glory of God alone.